Welcome back to Inside Motorsports coverage of the AMP Bathurst 1000 for Super Touring Cars. Jim and Stephen Richards are still out in front. At the end of the first hour, we will shortly go to Colin Ford for his report, a very interesting piece of Australian motor racing history as son leads father at the start of the Bathurst 1000. I hope you'll stay with us right throughout all the Bathurst coverage. We go now trackside to Colin Ford. At the conclusion of the first hour of this year's AMP 1000 at Bathurst, the positions have changed very little from the start of the race. Stephen Richards in the Team Dynamics Nissan Primera still leads Father Jim Richards in the Volvo S40 with Russell Ingle in the Holden Vectra 3rd. Sitting in 4th place we have the Audi A4 Quattro driven by Cameron McConzel followed by the 2nd of the Audi A4 Quattros driven by Paul Radicic. Already we've had drama at the circuit including a kangaroo bouncing across the track down the main straight. As well, we've had a couple of cars into the pits, including the Rob Gravitt Lee Brooks Motorsport Honda Accord with an engine, engine problem. As well, we've had the Paul Pickett Hyundai Lantra in with a loose wheel. The Toyota Carina of Leslie Cribbins and Milton Leslie has also been in the pits with an oil leak problem. And as well, there's a few other cars suffering problems at this stage. The Mike Fitzgerald Gene Thompson Peugeot 405 has been in the pits with a fuel pickup and drive shaft problem. And as well, We've got other cars out there which apparently have problems, including the Peugeot 406 of Tony Newman, which apparently is down on power. At this point in time, it's still Stephen Richards who's leading the, the race from Jim Richards in the Volvo S40. At this time, we anticipate the first of the major team pit stops will occur sometime within the next four to five laps, uh, around about 11.15am Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is Colin Ford reporting live from Bathurst. Welcome back inside motorsports coverage of the AMP 1000. Colin Ford, the second hour has proved to be every bit as exciting with the first round of pit stops and a whole lot more action. Here at live at Bathurst and uh, currently we're under a safety car situation following a car breaking down out on the circuit. And as a result, there's been a flurry of pit stops for the teams and cars coming with this to take the opportunity to uh, pit for fuel and new tyres, including in that uh, mad rush of pit stops was the leading car of uh, Matt Neal and Stephen Richards, an Nissan Primera from uh, the UK, and that car came in and came back out in fourth place, actually overtaking the pits by the Volvo S40 of Ricard Rydell, Jim Richards. So currently we've got the... Uh, Holden Vectra of Greg Murphy and Russell Ingle in the lead. They didn't pit during the safety car period. And behind them is the other Vauxhall Vectra of uh, Derek Warwick and John Clellan. As well, we've then got, uh, say, Rydell and Neil. Uh, we then have uh, Brad Jones in the Audi Quattro, Paul Morris in the other Audi Quattro, Tony Scott in the Greenfield Nose BMW. And uh, let me have a look down who goes down there next again. It's a little trick trying to keep track of all these guys. But anyhow, that's been, uh, as I say, a bit of time of activity here at Mount Panorama. In particular, we've actually had a uh, one of the first fuel stops for the uh, Vectra team where they had uh, Derek Warwick uh, come in and change over with John Collin. And they actually had a uh, flash fire in their pit when the car pulled out the four they'd probably disconnected the fuel line, so that was a bit of a problem for them. That is now what I'm doing, I'm just wandering over to the front of the pit bay where I'm going to get hold of the man who was leading the race over this afternoon, Stephen Richards. Stephen, uh, that first session you put in was a good session. Yeah, no, the car, the car's running flawlessly. Nissan Primera is very easy to drive, comfortable, we're just sort of choking along. Now, uh, first session up there, you're pushed fairly hard by your dad in that Volvo S40, but you just seem to have that bit of a gap on him in terms of the performance of the Nissan. 
yeah, I, thought, I, I just really just pushed on until I had a, had a comfortable gap to give myself a bit of a margin for uh, coming across traffic and then really just ease the pace back. It wasn't um, wasn't stressing the car at all, just ma maintain the gap. I think perhaps he was struggling with his tyres a bit. Um, we had a clear lap, we could pull a bit of a gap, but then that was just, just a, a buffer zone. So uh, the, the Michelin tyres at the moment are absolutely fantastic and, and the car is performing faultlessly. Now we saw uh, a little bit earlier on there a, a very good overtaking move by Matt Neal uh, on Ricard Rydell down the bottom of uh, Hell Corner there. Uh, was it the, 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 the heart in the mouth at that moment? No, 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 I was, I was cheering for him. You know, it's, uh, uh, I think it comes back to old habits die hard with the British touring car. But, um, you know, it's fantastic. It's a good race so far. Um, everyone's still in it, so things are looking good. And uh, basically just to stick to that same pace for the rest of the day? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you have to obviously uh, move, move your pace depending on what's happening on the circuit. So, uh, you know, we'll see how we go. And hopefully in the day you'll be in position one. Obviously. <laughs> so, Richard, thanks for your time. No problem. So we're just speaking then with uh, Stephen Richards, who was the leader of the race earlier on today. The great race winds on, and it's not only by the third hour that the cars have been stretched for three hours, but it is, Colin Ford, a much longer day. Yeah, long day already, because you actually get up quite early, get out to the circuit, to watch the morning warm-up session and the like. At this point in time, we've currently got uh, Greg Murphy in the Holden Vector out in the lead at the race at this time, with Ricard Rydell uh, in the Volvo S40 running second, Matt Neal in this in Primera, third, Brad Jones in the lead of the uh, Oryx, Audi Quattro's uh, is sitting in fourth place. Paul Morris in the second of the Audi's in fifth place. John Cullen in the next of the Vectra's sixth. Jan Nilsson in the second of the Volvo S47. Tony Scott in the Greenfield Mars BMW in eighth. Dominic Beninka has just changed over uh, with Peter Hills in the uh, night racing Ford Mondeo in ninth place. And Troy Searle and Luke Searle. Luke Searle currently in the car in the Rachel uh, BMW sitting in tenth place. So quite a range of cars out there currently in the, the top ten. As it is currently, it's uh, Vectra, Volvo, Nissan, Audi, Audi, Vectra, Volvo, BMW, Ford Mondeo and BMW. Actually, we might have had a word with uh, one of the drivers who's actually uh, just over here. Uh, just trying to spot where he's got to now. The old story, when we get near the drivers, we're just going to have a, a quick word with them. We have a word with Cameron. Cameron, what's my chat? We've got uh, Cameron McConville, who's out uh, for the first session in the uh, Audi A4 Quattro. How was that first session out there today, Cameron? Uh, it wasn't too bad. There was uh, lots of traffic, as, as per expected. The start was fairly hectic. I got a tough touch, from, a touch rather from the Volvo early on, but uh, no, we, you know, we got through the first 10. We're in fourth, so, so far so good. At this point in time, we've noticed is the fact that the Audi stays out a little bit longer. Seems to sort of be better on tyre wear. Pretty much the same game plan as last year, wear the other guys down and let them break in front of you. Oh, that's the plan. We just hope they do break. At the moment, they're lapping faster than us, so we can't really match their speed, but our car's you know, consistent, it's, it's working really well, it is looking after the tyres fairly consistently, so, you know, I suppose we need a few safety cars if they get away from us, but we also need them to, one or two of them to break down at the front, so still a long, long day, you know, still four hours or so to go. We've seen a number of cars already retired, so the attrition's been fairly high. Um, one of the things you obviously work on is the reliability of the Audi. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the cars have done all season, they've been fully rebuilt, there's never a major problem, uh, touch wood, but, uh, you know, the cars that are broken down aren't at the front, so that doesn't help us much. Cameron McClain, thanks. Cameron McConville, thanks for your time. Good on you, thanks.
There we have it, Colin Ford with Cameron McConville and Colin will be having more updates and uh, Colin, what's happening with the local drivers at the moment? Okay, unfortunately at this point in time, uh, Jenny Thompson, uh, the car she's running the uh, MF Motorsport uh, Peugeot 405 is out of the race, they actually broke a, uh, a front drive shaft and Mark Zonneveld who is uh, driving one of the night racing for Mondays, their car went out early on with a uh, engine problem and actually that car has now been, some of the parts have come off that car from gearbox parts and so on and put onto the other team car, the uh, Digby O'Brien uh, Elstrick car. We've also had uh, <laughs> a few moments before I did that cross to the uh, Audi boys. Another moment of scare in pit lane when a uh, airline blew off one of the uh, compressed air bottles. And it happened to be in the area just where they had a lot of that fire extinguisher. They raised a big cloud of fire extinguisher uh, dust up in the air and people ran in every direction. So that was a, a bit of excitement for the guys. But at this point in time, unfortunately, uh, both of the Canberra runners are, are out of the race. Um, at least Jenny got a chance to, to get out there and drive this year. Unfortunately, Mark Donneveld, Warren Luff uh, took the car out first, so Mark didn't even get into the car to, to, to uh, drive during the race at this point in time. Okay, that's disappointing news, but as you say, some of their parts going on to other cars, so if um, those other cars win, we could probably claim victory. Uh, I think it'll be a very moral one, but uh, I think in this case, uh, given that the car's going, so I think it'll probably be lucky if it finishes. We've seen a couple of other cars have problems along the way. A couple of New Zealand Schedule S cars have uh, had problems. Uh, one I know has had problems with the exhaust system, uh, having a problem there, and they've actually changed the exhaust system on the car. The uh, Paul Pickett High on right actually had problems with uh, the wheel nuts and, and the, the fixings for the wheels coming loose. They've actually been in a couple of times to uh, fix that problem. And uh, just the little problems that seem to crop up for quite a number of the Okay, thanks very much, Colin. We'll hear from you. The AMP 1000's never short of drama. At the halfway point, the race has been turned on its ear. Oil on the track can produce some strange results. And unfortunately, for the Volvo and for the Vectra, it has produced a catastrophe for both those teams. Colin Ford is trackside with more details. Now we've got uh, Dominic Padinka who's in the fifth place night racing Ford Mondeo. Dominic, it's been a real race of attrition out there but uh, it's been working in the favour of night racing. You're up into fifth place now. Well, we knew that Bathurst, uh, anything can happen and um, it's already happened uh, at half distance. So that's put us up to fifth spot and we're very happy with all of that. And um, all we need is a few more to drop off and uh, make the podium at the end of the day. I think at this point in time, you know, the fact that uh, the, 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 the Mondeo, Peter's been working on this car a lot this year to try and get the reliability in. Uh, it's really starting to show off now during the Bathurst 1000, the time when it really counts. Well, I always knew the Ford Mondeo has always been a reliable, strong car. Um, the motors are bulletproof, the cars are very strong, and uh, there's no reason why the car couldn't go around all day, so, and that's what it's doing. One of the comments we've heard from a lot of the leading drivers is about the slower cars, the Schedule S cars and the GDP cars. Um, how have you found that traffic? I tend to agree they are uh, a bit of a problem. Um, I'm tending to le uh, I leave the, uh, the quicker cars um, go straight past me, I give them plenty of room and, and make sure I don't hold them up at all. But um, the rest of the field, um, you wonder how they get their licence. That's right, we've got a lot of drivers here, this is their first time here, this is one of the few long distance races, maybe one of the few races they've done all year. Uh, do you think they have to probably make it back to the days where they used to have to pre-qualify by doing a certain number of races during the year? Um, yeah, that uh, could be. Um, this is my first Bathurst and uh, I don't think I'm causing anybody problems, so there's no reason why they can't. Okay, Dominic, I think it's now a case of fingers crossed and hope everything goes okay for us out there. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, so this, we've actually had some big drama up here at Mount Panorama. What we've had recently is a, a major accident up the top of the mountain which saw the, uh, the Holden Vectra of Russell Ingle and the Volvo S40 of uh, Tim Harvey both involved in a rather heavy accident at the very top of the mountain. Uh, apparently there was some uh, piece of Conrod and other material left by a car that had an engine blow up uh, ahead of these cars. The Audi of Brad Jones just got past the, uh, the, the pieces of engine, etc. that were on the road and oil. Uh, the car of Paul Morris picked up part of it, uh, caused some damage apparently, which uh, has caused low uh, oil pressure warnings, etc. And uh, fortunately, the uh, oil collected the, the cars of uh, Harvey and also of Ingalls, so they're out. As a result, we've now got, uh, still in the lead though, the Volvo Sporty of Ricard Rydell from the Nissan Primera of Matt Neal. And sitting in the third place at this point in time, uh, we've got the Brad Jones uh, Oryx Audi Quattro. Fourth is Tony Scott in the Greenfield Mowers BMW 320 and the night racing Ford Mondeo, uh, the car of Peter Hills. Hills as he's called, a man who uh, talks often in football analogies. And Dominic Binica sitting in fifth place with the Vauxhall Vectra of Derek Warwick and John Cloland sitting in seventh. So that's where we're at this point in time. We're about 87 laps into the race. We're over the halfway mark. And uh, from here on in, as it's already happened today, could be more fun and games. But currently, still this point in time, the cars still are behind the safety car. And uh, we'd probably say it's about another two or three laps before we get everything cleaned up and we'll go back to full-on racing. Yeah, unfortunately, this race has been marred by a few safety cars. Um, uh, uh, the previous one's really just been cars pulling up in bad locations, which they had to pull out of those locations so they wouldn't pose a danger to other vehicles. This time around, unfortunately, that has been due to an accident, and that's something we never like to see. Uh, we were talking to the Volvo guys a little bit earlier. They said that um, Tim was okay. He got out of the car. He's walking around. He's a little bit sore, and, and uh, would probably be showing a few bruises from his harnesses to tomorrow. Uh, Russell Ingle, he was, uh, as they say, shaken and uh, certainly a bit stirred, but again, he was unhurt. Uh, they've both been checked out by the medical crew, and they're okay. Plenty of changes still happening out there on the mountain. Colin Ford is in pit lane and joins us once again. Had just a few pit stops from a number of the leading teams. But at this point in time, we've still got the uh, Volvo S40 of Jim Richards leading the Nissan Primera, driven by his son Stephen Richards. Sitting in third place, uh, we have the... Uh, oh, hang on, my phone has got blank here. I was trying to think who's running third at this point in time. I think it's the... Uh, the, the Audi A4, of course, the Audi A4 Quattro of uh, Brad Jones, Cameron McConville. And uh, sneaking up into uh, fourth place at this point in time is the uh, Vauxhall Vector, I think, of Derek Warwick and John Cullen. Actually, no, sorry, they're in fifth. That's the McLean, Tony Scott. This is the thing with all these pit stops, just a little lose track of who's where. And uh, sitting then in sixth place, the uh, Hills, Beninka, uh, Ford Monday, they've dropped back a little bit because they've just had a pit stop. And then, of course, we've got a great battle going on between uh, Searle in the Roadshill BMW and uh, the Playboy BMW. So we've got a bit of a game going on there between those two. Seeing a little bit further back, we've got uh, Bob Holden, the veteran of uh, Australian Motorsport in the Faber-Castell BMW. So uh, we've got a bit of battle going on there. So we just had a little bit of a flurry of pit stops. Just throw this a little bit because we knew where people were. They just came in and pit stopped because they just threw it around a bit for us. But currently we're down with uh, Paul Pickett of the Hyundai... Uh, Lantra with the Hyundai vehicle enhancement. Paul, you've had a few problems today. Your car's kind of just sitting in the pits having a little bit of work done on it. Would you like to tell us what's happened here? Yes, Colin, we've had a few problems. Uh, a couple of loose wheels. Don't know why they keep coming loose, but uh, the biggest problem at the moment is the starter motor. Uh, we can't restart the car, so we're working on that now. 
So the guys are actually rebuilding the starter mode just a, a couple of feet away from us over here and they look like they're getting pretty close to having it done. That's right, about another five minutes hopefully we'll go back in the car and we'll start and, and we'll finish the race hopefully. Now you were out there when that safety car was out. Uh, I'd like to describe the conditions on the track across the top of the mountain. Uh, the conditions at the top were uh, terrible. The uh, Volvo and the, um, and the Vectra almost totally blocked the track. There was uh, fluids and oil all the way down right past uh, Forest Elbow and under Conrod get around Forest Elbow and the, and the Audi was sitting there as well so it was uh, quite carnage. It was, as you're saying, there's a few other cars up there as well, um, sort of like a, a, a car parking area? Oh, very much so. Uh, Wayne Wakefield was up there as well with some damage to his front right guard. I'm not sure what happened there. And the, uh, I think the little uh, Nissan Pulsar that, that, that started the whole chain reaction was up there as well. So the case of that uh, being cleared off now and uh, guys are back to racing. But the thing is, you and I out there at this point in time getting this, this fixed and then back out again? Yes, I hope so. Another couple of minutes and we'll have the starter motor back in and uh, Pete Rushton will go out. And then, um, you know, the car will finish the race, hopefully. Okay, and this is one of those things that, so if you don't plan on it to happen, but it does, but you've got the, the pit crew here. Actually, there goes the starter motor. The man's running through the car, the starter motor. It's going back in now. So a few minutes, and you guys will be away again. I hope so. And then, um, you know, we'll put Nigel Stones back in for the last stint, and you'll probably finish the race. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. Thank you. Also, Paul, thanks very much for the hospitality. One of those things, one of the little works of being a journalist, get some good hospitality from these teams, and uh, we've had the hospitality of lunch here today from uh, Hyundai Vehicle Enhancements. The final laps now winding down at the AMP 1000. Colin Ford, there is still a lot of racing to be done, even in the, the final 30 laps. Well, in either case, the two leading cars both have Australian drivers in them. It'll either be Jim Richards or Stephen Richards, because the battle still continues down here at Mount Panorama Bathurst between Rickard Rydell and Jim Richards in the Volvo S40 and Stephen Richards and Matt Neal. Matt Neal is in the car currently in the team's on a mix, Nissan Primera. In third place, Brad Jones and Cameron McConville in the Oryx Audi Quattro. And in fourth place, Cameron McLean, currently in the car with, along with Tony Scott, in the Greenfield Mowers BMW. Fifth place, John Cloland and Derek Warwick in the Vauxhall Vectra. Sixth, Peter Hills and Dominic Beninca in the Night Racing Ford Mondeo. Seventh, Luke and Troy Thurl in the Road Chill BMW. Eighth, uh, Ford in the Playboy BMW. Ninth, Justin Matthews is currently in the Faber-Castell BMW. And tenth is one of the New Zealand BMWs of Bradshaw. And that's where we're at currently at this point in time, where we've got cars going everywhere. Actually, I just kind of see if I can grab hold of uh, one of our team managers is around. Let's actually just sort of wandered past us. I think he's going to see what's going on. Because currently, once again, we've got another safety car period here about us. They just actually just finished off from one. And uh, the Bradshaw Chapman Novelty car, which is the car which was in 10th place, just come in for a pit stop. And they're currently uh, fueling up, uh, getting themselves ready. Obviously, a few cars are taking advantage. This late stage rest, we're on lap 141 of this year's AMP Bathurst 1000 here at Bathurst. To uh, pull up up the fuel tanks just in case they uh, need a bit more to get along to finish and uh, we'll just see if we can uh, have a chat with one of the drivers who's here uh, we'll have a, a shot here I'll try you gotta try and grab who you can as you can so maybe I'll grab hold of Stephen Richards possibly so we'll wonders of live radio yes <laughs> Stephen Richards uh, the team dynamics distant primary Stephen, this stage, Matt Neal's taking the car. Will Matt be able to go right through the finish without another splash and dash for fuel or tyres? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay, this stage, sitting, this safety car situation is making it very, very tense. Sitting uh, pretty close to Ricard Rydell. You think that Nissan's just got that little bit extra to, to take it through to win? 
I don't know. I would say uh, the, the Volvo has, has gone for a, for a softer type tyre and that's picked their pace up a bit. Well, we're still as we are, but as saw in the stint before, the Volvo came back to us pretty quickly in the last sort of 10 laps of the stint, so we're sort of hoping that the same, same will occur. And if that occurs, then you're going to be in the right position at the end of the day, and that's what it's about in an endurance race like this, isn't it? Choosing tactics with tyres, fuel stops, etc. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's still a long way to go. I mean, 20 laps from then, we, we might as well still be 120, but um, you know, it, it will be a fantastic result if we can cross the line. It'd be great. Well, we've seen the same as last year. We would come down to like 20 laps, 10 laps from the finish, and there's still drama with people having incidents, cars uh, bumping each other around the place. And we've just seen a lot of the uh, Honda and Tegras go past with a flat tyre, and the compilers, that's obviously one of the reasons for the last uh, safety car period. Um, you know, no more safety car periods. Will it come a dash in that last 10 laps? Oh, definitely. I, I think, you know, I mean, Ricard's obviously a, a pretty well-credentialed driver, but, I mean, as is Matt, and I think both our cars are similar paces, but it just depends really on the on the tyre situation as to what's going to happen. Stephen Richards, thanks for your time. No problem. It's been a fantastic race, and uh, what a race, Colin Ford, you have enjoyed up there at the mountain because it's coming down to the last laps left to run less than one second between race leader Ricard Rydell and Matt Neal. Both very, very successful drivers from the BTCC and in fact both winning drivers at the BTCC this year. That's right, uh, Ricard Rydell being a winner outright in uh, various rounds of the British Touring Car Championship and Matt Neal being a round winner in various uh, rounds uh, as a uh, privateer winner. And unfortunately, we've just uh, heard that a, uh, a backmarker has caused a bit of consternation there. Uh, uh, we can hear the crowd, <laughs> the screams in the background from uh, some people watching what was going on there. From I'm actually where I'm in, I'm in a pit bay that is in, right in between where the Volvo guys are and the Team Dynamic guys are. So I'm getting sort of oohs and ahs of different types from both sides as various things happen. But as this went down to, uh, it's 159 laps gone, but they're on uh, the 159th lap now. Any moment they'll be coming through for one lap, 160 sign to be held out. Of course, that famous last lap board. They're keeping an eye on across a lot of photographers and uh, team members that are getting ready for that usual rush across the board. But uh, just watching now, uh, what David Auger's Alfa Romeo going through and also the Hyundai uh, still circulating at this point in time. And Ricard Rydell is coming down into uh, Murray's corner, I think. Uh, well, a real problem, Colin Ford, has been out at Forest Elbow on the racetrack. The Faber-Castell car has got a broken right-hand rear axle. It is limping, quite literally limping, around Forest Elbow and down Conrod Strait. The last lap board might be our column, but still plenty of racing left in the six kilometres left to run. Well, that's right, because uh, anything can happen, you know, because you've got the fact that you've got uh, Ricard Rydell and that Volvo going flat chat, trying to make a break on Matt Neal and the Nissan Primera. And of course, they come across the slower car. It can, you know, really throw things out and uh, create quite a bit of uh, difficulty in terms of getting it past. But as it is, there's people sort of on tenterhooks here. You've got Jim Richards watching, very, very attentive, uh, watching what's happening there. Of course, his teammate, uh, Ricard Rydell, is out there in the lead, just holding on. In the meantime, Matt Neal and Nissan Primera, his son Stephen Richards, has been driving with. They're sort of challenging all the time. It's, it's going to be a very close-run thing. It's come down to strategy and tactics, and also the survivability of these cars. 
one of the very interesting things, of course, this year is the fact that those front-wheel drive cars have lasted, and the fact that we've got front-wheel drive cars one and two on the track at this time, ahead of a four-wheel drive Audi, and then a rear-wheel drive BMW, has shown these Europeans have done their homework, they've come back and they're looking to win. Yes, it is a story at the mountain that backmarkers can make or break. With two laps left to go as they cross the stripe, there was less than a second between the lead cars. Now, with one lap left as they cross the stripe, Ricard Rydell got the break in the traffic coming through the S's and moved out to a three-and-a-half-second lead. It has meant that uh, the Primera team, the Dynamics team of Neil and Richards have got just ten times as much work because it's one thing to catch and as they are on Conrad straight now Colin it's one thing to catch but it's certainly another thing to pass. Okay I'm now down on the uh, pit wall standing near Steve Neal, Matt Neal's dad and of course these guys have been hoping the cars are just coming across now the um, Volvo S40 though Volvo S40 has uh, finished uh, first, uh, Ricard Rydell, Jim Richards, the Team Dynamics, Nissan Primera, Steve Richards, Matt Neal has finished second, the Audi Quattro of Brad Jones has finished third, and uh, crossing the line, the BMW 320 Greenfield Mowers car, finished the line smoking, uh, great car smoking out that car, and... Uh, so it's gone through, it's a big, it's all the teams here keeping on things because celebration down in the Volvo pit area, uh, a lot of backslapping, cheering and congratulations going on, but of course unfortunately a bit of commiserating with the uh, the Nissan guys who tried so hard all day, they came so close, uh, but yet just to miss out by that very narrow margin. Still, there is only one winner and Jim Richards becomes the sixth time winner of the AMP 1000. That's correct. Uh, Jim Richards comes a six times winner. Um, Rick Riddell wins his inaugural AMP 1000 here at Bathurst and the first time that a Volvo has won the AMP 1000 and the first time that a front-wheel drive car has won the AMP 1000. So it's a whole range Oh, of that's a stretch. Oh, and the first Swedish driver to win the AMP 1000 too. All right, Colin, what yep. about those Mini Cooper S's? Oh, that's right, Mini Cooperses, they were front-wheel drive, weren't they? Yes, yes, they won many years ago, but first of the current generation. <laughs> well, there's always lots of things that can go wrong, but uh, as always, this race seems to end with some sort of excitement and controversy, and uh, I have to say that just like last year, there is an appeal, an appeal lodged by Car 34, which is the Nissan Premier of Matt Neal, Stephen Richards, against the Car 40, the Volvo S40 of Ricard Rydell and Jim Richards, apparently regarding an overtaking manoeuvre on the entrance to pit lane under the safety car. So there is still controversy and the results are not yet finalised for this year's AMP 1000. point here regarding the uh, the entry to the pit lane, where it still constitutes part of the racing surface, but seeing the fact that one car decides to go and pit and therefore overtakes into it's actually in a different lane. So there's all sorts of uh, technical issues at that uh, point here and uh, it'll probably be a little while to be decided. The, the stewards are actually meeting at the present, and uh, so any results we really have at this point in time are truly provisional, but uh, as it is at this point in time, the provisional winners are Ricard Rydell and Jim Richards in the Volvo S40 from Matt Neal and Stephen Richards in the uh, Nissan Primera. So it is still on the go, as they say, uh, for another year. The outs this year from the Europeans were not breakdowns, they were accidents that stopped them from proceeding. Well, that's right. You know, in terms of what happened to the Harvey uh, Volvo, since it stopped those cars, um, the, the other cars, the other Vectra proved fairly strong. 
the Volvos uh, were proving strong, the Nissan proved strong all day. So the, these guys have done their homework, they've gone away for a year, they've also had the opportunity to practice their pit stops, something which uh, has shown now um, that the benefits of that having worked all year long. Dave Longfield joins us now. Well, positions at this moment, we have the Volvo S40 of Rickard Rydell and Jim Richards, followed by the Team Dynamics uh, Nissan Primera of Stephen Richards and Matthew Neal. Third place is the Audi Australia entry of Brad Jones and Cameron McConville. Fourth place, the last year's uh, cross the line first BMW of Cameron McLean and Tony Scott. Uh, fifth place, the Team Vectra AAA Racing of John Quellen and the supposedly retiring Derek Warwick. Sixth place and a very commendable effort there, Peter Hills and Dominic Benica in the Ford Mondeo. So great effort them for, for those guys. Dominic, yes, Dominic actually taking Rookie of the Year, Collins just reminded me. So it's not a bad effort there. Um, in seventh place, the Roadshill Express of the two Searles uh, in the BMW. Eighth place, the Rod Wilson and Rodney Forbes BMW. Uh, ninth place, the Faber-Castell BMW of Nelson Matthews and former Bathurst winner Bob Holden. Tenth place, running at the top ten, is the... Uh, Bell and Hicks BMW entry, uh, that looks like it's a New Zealand entry, top New Zealander, yes. Um, 11th place, the Chapman and Bradshaw, another New Zealand BMW there, actually yes, <laughs> one of them's but New Zealand. Uh, 12th place, the Harris and Worsley BMW, that looks like it's uh, one of the Schedule S New Zealand cars. 13th place, David Auger in the only Alfa Romeo 155 in the field, Auger and Kite. 14th place, the Watkinson Gardner 626, and that was actually, I believe, the class winner of the GTP or 3E production class category. 15th place, the Rebound Clothing Company entry of Kirkham and Lehman in another 626, so second in that class. Uh, 16th place, the Short and, I believe it's Gaudi or Gertie, Ford Telstar from New Zealand Schedule S. 17th place, uh, Ken Talbot uh, and Carlos Rolfo. Carlos Rolfo apparently having a bit of problems there. Uh, dehydration, I believe, late in the race. Uh, couldn't complete after his, uh, after his final stint. Uh, and the Mazda 626. The 18th place was Newton and Miller in a Cavalier uh, Supertura. 18th place, Johnson and O'Reilly in a Schedule S New Zealand Honda Integra. After that, uh, these further competitors are not classified. So uh, that was all the ones that actually classified as finishing. We had um, Paul Pickett there coming close on 107 laps. Uh, the Nigel Barclay, Blair Smith, Jim Cornish in on 139. Again, these guys uh, put in a valiant effort, a lot of them under some very trying circumstances, but uh, given such a speed differential between the... Uh, major super touring cars and a lot of these Schedule S and uh, production class cars really didn't stand much chance of uh, being classified at the end, they were just that many laps behind. Um, we'll give you now the results for, for Schedule S. Uh, first place, as you said, was the Bell & Hicks in the BMW 320. Uh, looks like a sister car there of Harrison Worsley uh, in another, actually that's a two and a half litre BMW. Third place, Jeff Short and Goody again in the Ford Telstar. Um, fourth place, Wayne Johnson and O'Reilly in the Honda Integra. After that, again, we've got uh, DNS for the Richardson, Sermonson, and a, about five other cars there. Again, not making enough laps or succumbing to mechanical failure throughout the day. Finally, from that, we've got the Group 3 production cars, or GTP cars, as we call them. Uh, first of all, the Watkinson Gardner 626. 
Uh, rebound clothing, Kirkin and Lehman, Nussix for 626. And rounding up the top three there, a third man for 626. So it looks like that was the particular car to have in that category. Uh, obviously quite a reliable car for uh, those of you looking for a car on the road. Provisional because there's a protest against the first place Volvo S40. So we'll wait to hear what comes from the stewards there, and I'll hand you back to Colin. Thanks, Greg. Thanks very much, Dave, and good job once again. Now, Colin, as we get back to you. The one issue that is probably going to be the big one that uh, people are going to take with them is the Schedule S and production cars being so much further behind the super touring cars. Well, that's right. It's just one of those things that was a problem. I think what we'll find next year is that um, we'll probably find we're going to get a much larger grid of super tourists here next year. If what we've heard this weekend, um, the talk is that you know the push is on to make this the race next year, the FIA World Cup for super tourists. If that occurs. Um, we're going to find that you have a lot more teams coming down from overseas. In particular, next year, it's already been announced that there will be no clashes of dates with any other championship for Super Tours anywhere in the world. There'll be uh, a two-week break before and a two-week break after before any other races. So there'll be a big incentive for those teams to come down here and compete. We expect to see the Germans, the Italians and all the rest down here competing next year. And that'll make a big, big difference. And I think next year what we'll also see is the fact that a lot of the Australian teams that came here maybe a little bit underdone this year. They're sort of putting things together at the last minute. There's an, uh, an awful lot of determination amongst the Super Touring community to, to really have a bigger and better race next year and to really go out and show it to the V8 guys the fact that Super Touring is the way of the future. All right then, Colin. Congratulations on a great job you've uh, done today with women, the women, the women, the women that you have, that you have, that you have, you have with you. Congratulations on a great effort, and uh, well, we appreciate all your hard work and look forward to seeing you in the studio next week. Yep, for sure. And if I can just say a few quick uh, things. First of all, uh, we've had uh, my good wife, Carol. She's been running around chasing things up for us during the day. David here as well. He's been up and down the pit lane uh, feeding me with uh, information, lap sheets, and, and pointing out things that are going on. We're like, I'm at one end, he's at the other. And uh, also a little plug for, for Jacaranda Education over at Jamison, who came to the rescue with us. We actually had so much gear and people and so on to bring up here. They uh, came to the rescue with a car for us to uh, come up here this weekend, and uh, that's been most appreciated as well.